Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital the Gadget 360 podcast. In today's episode we are going to be talking about the OnePlus 7 Pro because we finished reviewing this phone and well it's new and we talk about new phones here. So to do that we have our deputy reviews editor Royden Sarejo. Hey what's up? And uh, aiming to be deputy reviews editor <laughs> Aditya Shanoi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> soon and, soon. And I'm your Hopefully. host Pranay Parab. Okay so uh, the OnePlus 7 Pro for those who don't know is a new smartphone which can now be classified as a flagship phone not anymore a flagship killer uh, from OnePlus so this is a device that has been priced at 48999 rupees for the base variant which has i think 6gb of ram and 128gb of storage now there are two other variants priced at 53000 and 58000 rupees respectively uh, the top variant comes with 12gb of ram and 256gb of storage and the mid variant has 8gb ram and 256gb storage so I gave you these details because OnePlus has traditionally at least in the last few years uh, been known to produce these devices which have flagship level processors and certain other flagship features but they are available at a mid-range price but this time with the OnePlus 7 Pro in particular they've taken a slightly different route where this phone is pretty much toe to toe with a bunch of flagship phones from other companies now just to name a few google pixel 3 as of the time of this recording on the may 6 on 16th of may uh, it's available at around 56000 rupees on flipkart and similarly the samsung galaxy s10e which is the latest uh, new generation of samsung devices uh, from that one it is available at 55900 something and similarly the iphone 10r is available at 59900 rupees so the OnePlus 7 Pro is taking on all of these devices and some more so first let's just quickly maybe look at what's uh, so new and different about the OnePlus 7 Pro i believe they made some design changes yeah so the 7 Pro there's actually a lot new with this phone so this is uh, a completely new design from the 60 OnePlus 60 which was the la- flagship last year uh it's actually the biggest phone they have ever made so this is this has a massive 6.67 inch uh amoled display and uh, actually the display is the be- one of the best things about this phone so not only is it massive and uh, you know really bright and vivid because of the amoled panel this is the first oneplus phone to finally break free out of that full hd resolution and you finally get a quad hd resolution so you know text everything just looks a lot more sharper and crisper but not only that i mean they could have just stopped right there but they went a step ahead and they even added a higher refresh rate like instead of a traditional 60 hertz display this runs at 90 hertz so everything is a lot more smoother and a lot more fluid like if you used any of the ipad pros the older ones which had the pro motion like you would know what i'm talking about the smooth feeling i think even the new ones have it So even yeah even the new ones pro. yeah sorry yeah. so and yeah and apart from that i think it is also hdr 10 plus certified so if you watch a lot of netflix and you have that 4k plan uh you will be able to take advantage of you know that that uh, wider color gamut yeah so uh that's not the only thing that's new about this uh first time a oneplus device is using an all screen design like actually an all screen design yeah uh, there is no notch of any kind on this one because they have used a pop up selfie camera yeah. now for those uh, for those of you who want to be a little pedantic uh well there is a thin bezel at the bottom uh, that's something that android phones haven't been able to get rid of uh, because as i think oneplus itself had claimed uh, last year that apple uses some kind of crazy expensive technology which sort of curves the circuit board or some display under the screen yeah. 
to make it a completely all screen design without any bezels even at the bottom so i don't think oneplus has done that yet and i don't think it's necessary either it's a very thin bezel it's not going to bother anybody yep. and um, now i think uh, we are on android pie right now mm-hmm. android q promises that fully gesture based ui so an all screen design is you know all ready to go the moment that update rolls out yep. i think uh, everyone will be happy with yep. that So also I think what what is the first for OnePlus is the curved display as well because they haven't yeah, gone for a dual curved uh, you know side display ever like a, basically like a Samsung it looks yeah, a lot like a Samsung It looks like phone. a Samsung uh, smartphone like if you uh, look at it when the with the screen off yeah, yeah. It, it does look like a Samsung smartphone we also seen Huawei's uh, I think the Mate 20 Pro which has a similar uh, dual uh, edged and display. the new P30 as and well and the new P30 as yeah. well so yeah so that's a new uh, you know uh, approach from OnePlus so yep it's it's an interesting smartphone overall the pricing is something yeah like like pranay said at the start of the podcast it's pretty much become a flagship now isn't it yeah exactly and like i'm actually very happy to see them taking this uh, premium design uh, pretty seriously yeah. uh, because if you hold the phone in your hand you'll realize that it actually feels very nice to hold this is yeah. not something that i can say about any other one plus device uh, the most premium design we've seen so far is in this one a lot of people have been crying about the price you know but at least in a small bubble which we live online in that bubble yeah. a lot of people have been crying maybe not outside of that um saying that the price is too high who will pay 49000 rupees for a oneplus phone well uh, you don't actually sh- need to look at this particular device as uh, in an affordable whatever mid range device it's a proper flagship now and the price they are asking for is pretty much in line with what other flagships in the market are asking for yeah. or and if you can even argue and say that okay this is Uh, maybe the most affordable phone right now uh, like in terms of you know what you get in in the package overall the 855 chip uh, it's coming on the OnePlus 7 as well which is a different device uh, which will be priced uh, at 32999 rupees so that is also going to have the same chip but until that uh, officially launches which is going to be around May 27th or so um, the OnePlus 7 Pro is the most affordable device with the 855 in India yep. so Uh, a lot of things going for it uh, the design is pretty good we've already like put up a review on gadgets360.com you can check out uh, that for more details on the design uh, we have like more in depth information over there about everything uh, one thing i wanted to point out here was that now uh, it feels really nice to hold but it's a bit slippery mm-hmm. and a little top heavy as well which is something we uh, noticed it was not going to bother you most probably you are going to be using it with a case which is something i highly recommend all these premium phones they feel very nice but unfortunately like you don't want to drop it sometime and like lose that nice premium feel also if you are the kind of person who is going to be like selling the phone on a year down the line you know it's better to just have a case and keep it in mint condition so that you get better yeah, value just want to add to my two cents though it's actually the nebula blue version which i think is the slipperiest because the back doesn't have a glossy finish it has this matte finish which is great because it uh, doesn't attract fingerprints or smudges easily but it is insanely slippery hmm. uh, but the so at the launch event i had a chance to uh, use the black version or the gray i think gray, the yeah. gray one that they call it and the almond color both of them have a glossy finish and it's not as slippery as this nebula blue version hmm. okay so uh, interesting you know little points that we uh, noted here obviously yeah. um, now i'll just quickly before we talk about the performance and the camera and all i'll quickly mm. like uh, tell people why uh, this phone is you know priced a little lower and why other companies are not 
exactly offering their flagship set under 50000 rupees um, i'm not defending anyone's pricing and i'm not praising it either what i'm telling you is what you don't get when you buy the OnePlus 7 Pro yeah now you are free to decide whether you need these features or not i'm just like listing these out right now there's no ip rating for waterproofing now we've seen some videos on youtube which show that underwater the OnePlus 7 Pro manages to survive for a long time like uh, yeah 16 minutes around i think dave today's video yeah so it looks like if you spill water on the OnePlus 7 Pro it's going to be okay as long as you dry it quickly mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't have an ip rating an ip rating guarantees that you know it'll survive in up to 1 or 2 meters of water for up to 30 yeah. or 60 minutes or whatever yeah so it doesn't have an ip rating which is a big miss in my opinion uh, but you know if you look at all other flagships uh, that this one competes with every single one of them is ip rated uh, which is a really nice feature to have uh, secondly with the OnePlus 7 Pro you don't get wireless charging this is a very convenient thing like to charge your phone wirelessly but i would still say most people may not miss it because you have to buy the wireless charger separately anyway and that's not an investment many people have made yet um, then if you look at uh, the fact that you know um, this phone does not have a headphone jack which is not a problem because many flagship phones don't have a headphone jack but yeah you don't get a, a usb type c to 3.5 mm dongle yeah that is quite surprising i don't know why they left it out of the box considering the 60 did have back in that yeah. dongle was that was a little odd choice of them to make mm. especially when you're charging this much money i don't think that would have added to anything yeah yeah And especially if the older models did come with it exactly yeah, yeah. like because why people upgrading to say the OnePlus 7 Pro are probably coming from a much older smartphone that had a headphone jack exactly and yeah i think that is a, a shocking omission yeah and sadly have... type c earphones again are not haven't caught on as everyone hoped either so you know Yeah so uh, having this dongle would have been really nice uh, now a couple of other features which are missing uh, which you know seriously like i don't think they matter that much but there is only a single front camera now those who have used the google pixel 3 uh, you know some of them have praised the fact that there is a second front camera lens for wide angle selfies yeah. so all those group photos that you take with your friends and family uh, those would be much better off with the second front camera but then again i think google pixel is pretty much uh, on its own here uh, there are not that many phones otherwise that offer yeah. a wide angle camera at the front mm. so it would have been nice to have but it's not a big deal then uh, you also don't get support uh, for wifi 6 it's the new wifi standard which is supported by what a handful of routers in the market right now uh, not a big deal but once again if you're looking for a future f- uh, proof flagship and all this is a tiny little detail we thought we should uh, just let you know but otherwise it looks like a pretty solid phone to me the one thing that all flagships compete uh, against each other for is bragging rights to say that my camera is the best camera out there so now the OnePlus uh, 7 Pro that uses a triple rear camera setup yep. and a single front camera which is a pop up selfie camera so what were your experiences with this rod so uh, to sum up i would say the cameras are good but they're not very consistent uh so the main camera which is like a 48 megapixel sensor which also happens to be the same sensor that Xiaomi uses on the Redmi Note 7 Pro uh is pretty capable like we, i managed to get some pretty good details in like you know uh in day and even in night it's pretty competent uh not a lot of noise very good detail colors are good and the phone even has a nightscape feature which is OnePlus's night mode essentially and it does help quite a bit uh, in you know capturing more detail in low light uh the other sensors feel like a bit of a hit or miss so you have a telephoto sensor which gives you 3x optical zoom which is nice to have uh, although again the focus is not as quick as the main sensor and uh, you know the details and the quality is not as good as let's say the Huawei P30 Pro which has uh, also has a telephoto sensor uh 
so then thirdly you have that wide angle uh, lens which is again great if you want to take like really wide shots of like a scene a landscape or something or a l- large group of people but again the quality is not as good as uh, the wide angle sensor uh, the lenses on the Samsung S10 plus or even on the P30 pro so overall good but i think it's still a can do better for me yeah so this is why like i kind of question some of the uh, like marketing hype that we see online not from oneplus but from fans of the brand yeah uh, they keep claiming that what you get here for the price is far better than what competition offers well my point is that if the camera is not as good as what you get with competing phones yep. even if they don't have like a triple camera setup whatever like just look at the google pixel 3 uh, available around the same price and if you look at the iphone 10r again single camera setups but if the camera performance is better then I mean that uh, seven eight thousand rupees that you know uh, OnePlus is cheaper by. Yeah. Is is that really not a fair compromise? I mean, you you pay seven eight thousand rupees extra and you get a better camera. So. Yeah. And uh, you also will get the latest chip if you get the iPhone in particular. Exactly. And software support is also pretty good on all these devices. So I'm not entirely sure, you know, whether like it's that crazy value for money package anymore. Uh, this is something that I've felt for about OnePlus phones for like the last two years now. Mm. Uh, you get what you pay for. It's not that's not a bad thing. Exactly. But it's not like you know this is some insane value for money deal that like it used to be. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not that anymore. But but while I did say like the cameras can do better, if you remember uh, Aditya when yeah. the OnePlus Six came out, uh, the cameras are not that not, great. Yeah. But by the time the Zenfone Five Z came out, the phone had gotten a bunch of updates. updates. And when we did that yes. comparison. There was a massive improvement in quality of the OnePlus Six. So I th- still think the hardware has potential. Mm. Uh, or maybe a couple of software updates down the line could uh, change things around. I've, I would. Yeah, I because think. it has good hardware. It's exactly. not like it's missing yeah. on hardware. It's just the post processing which, which needs yes, a bit of so work. Yes, it, so it needs some fine tuning. It's probably uh, probably rushed to the market because they would want to. They want that, to be the first yes. A55, right? Yeah. So yeah. that that is one of the reason uh, that you know they did not have enough time to fine tune the yep. camera performance there. And it's it's not like this uh, IMX586 sensor is new. We've we've seen it on other yep. smartphones as well. But this combination exactly is new because a triple camera setup has never been done by OnePlus before. Yep. Probably mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons for it to take some time to you know kind of fine tune it. I'm kind of curious to see how the OnePlus 7 performs. Yeah, yeah, so like I take your points on the update scene and all that and OnePlus has been good with updates. Yep. But see, uh, I would be willing to cut OnePlus a lot of slack if their phone was priced at 30,000. Like if we were talking about the OnePlus 7's camera and we said that it's not up to the mark and maybe in updates it'll be better, hmm. then I would be much more willing to forgive it. But for the OnePlus 7 Pro, you're already paying like a flagship level premium price, whatever. Hmm. Um, then if you look at the fact that, you know, you don't see this happening with the iPhone or the Google Pixel. Like when the camera releases to, to the market, you you get pretty much like top-notch photos and really good quality videos as well. You don't have to wait for an update to like fix certain things. Yeah, sometimes we've seen that, okay, both Google and Apple have said that a certain feature will be released uh, via an update later. But it's not like the basics are missing. That is true, yeah. So that's something that I think we have a right to expect now. And I think OnePlus can definitely do this better. Because I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't even give that advantage of a plucky underdog to OnePlus uh, anymore because everyone knows now that Oppo, Vivo, OnePlus, all these are part of the same company. BBK Electronics also uh, owns Realme. So now you have four smartphone brands operating under this one same umbrella. You have access to all the R&D resources 
yep. uh, from all of them features seen in one uh, brand like oppo and vivo got the pop up selfie camera first they eventually make it over to oneplus some of the not, things not only that even their fast charging and book charging are essentially yeah. the same thing yeah so <laughs> a lot of these feature resources are shared so at yeah. this point i don't think you know there's any reason to defend oneplus saying that no maybe it's not a, as huge a company as others and yeah. maybe that's why these features are missing yeah. so we're not saying that the cameras are bad but they could definitely use a lot of fine tuning yep. and i personally i feel that you know i don't i i, I think it's uh, i mean you at 50000 rupees plus people some people will pay 58000 rupees for this phone yep. at that price it's like hard to forgive this kind of a thing you better make it ready at launch or launch it later you really should not be rushing it to market there's yeah. really no hurry here okay so then uh, now that we've covered the camera uh, pretty well there was one thing that really like uh, i wanted to check with you about the camera before we move on um with the OnePlus 60 there was a night mode like they had called it nightscape or something yep. yeah. so they had said that this will dramatically improve low light performance we found that it is more or less a dud so is that the same thing with the OnePlus 7 Pro oh uh, no that's not actually and i think uh, l- uh, like i mentioned uh, a little while back the nightscape actually makes uh, quite a noticeable difference uh, in low light shots so sadly you can only use it with the main 48 mp so if you want to take low light wide angle landscapes unfortunately nightscape is not available for that other uh, lens you can only use it on the main lens but apart from that i think it's pretty it works pretty well at least okay so uh, like what i also noticed in your review roiden was that um, the telephoto lens the zoom lens yeah. it doesn't work for video either and doesn't work in low light mode as you just uh, it doesn't so yeah that was again like i should defend this saying that uh, you know oneplus is not unique in this i don't yeah. think any other brand has managed this but still i mean what are your thoughts on this yeah so again n- absolutely no surprise here for a uh, low light bit so the telephoto like pretty much every single camera that uh, phone that we've tested so far with a telephoto lens mm. uh always uh, like the phone will the camera app will not switch to that lens in low light simply because you're going to get a pretty grainy and uh you know uh an image with very low details because the aperture is just yeah. not wide enough to let in that kind of light yeah. and i think between using digital zoom and using a lens with a narrower aperture i think you would get better results from just doing digital zoom yeah. and a bit of post processing to clean up the noise mm. because mostly what we've seen is like your the primary sensors have gone down to what an f1.8 aperture but the telephoto and the wide angles are still above to like yeah but i think that's also because if you have that kind of focal lens to build a wider aperture you would also need of much thicker phone, phone which yeah. it's not spo- which is not possible yeah. so that's the reason i think people don't want it yeah so <laughs> at the most i think most telephotos you'll see have an aperture of f2.4 yeah uh, while the main sensors can drop all the way down to 1.5 yeah, 1.5 which 5. is 5. on the s10 and all that yeah so yeah so i mean this is the kind of detail i live for <laughs> we need to obviously like uh, highlight you know how in what situation what kind of lens will work and how the camera performs overall yeah. i think you've done a fairly decent job if there are any more questions you know well at the end of this podcast we'll tell you how to reach us and we'll try and yeah. answer those as well so now performance and battery life are two aspects that a lot of people also care about uh, i don't think we have seen any other smartphone with a snapdragon 855 in our lab yet no so no. that's one reason why i'm interested second reason is the oneplus 7 pro has a 4000 milliampere hour battery and yeah. i expect i think this is the uh, oneplus with the largest battery capacity yet yeah, right? yeah. yeah. this one yeah. so uh, because it has a newer design uh, pretty and much like a bigger like a, size more importantly which is how they could cram in a solid battery. display with quad hd resolution yep. i'm really curious to know how the battery life holds up 
So, uh, you want to go performance or battery first? Whichever you prefer. Okay. So, I think let's stick with performance since we talked about 855. Uh, so, I think Qualcomm claims uh, huge improvements as always, you know, yeah. like 40% better CPU performance, 20% better GPU performance. While we haven't actually done the math, like tested it against an 845 directly, uh, I think overall we can say that the 855 is a very good performer. Again, no surprise because the 845 last year itself did very well and the 855 is a pretty good upgrade. Uh, again, absolutely no issues in gaming and stuff. Uh, the phone doesn't overheat. And that's also because it's more efficient. It's built on that 7 nanometer. So it's a smaller fabrication process. And OnePlus also say that they've used liquid cooling in this one, or which is basically a vapor chamber to keep temperatures down. So all of that works well. Uh, but more than the SoC, I think it's also got to do with the storage. Uh, this is the first phone to actually ship with the brand new UFS 3.0 storage, which is basically the next gen or the latest gen flash storage standard. And uh, theoretically, it's supposed to have twice the bandwidth of UFS 2.1, which has so far been used in flagships. So uh, that coupled with the, you know, the lean OS, which is Oxygen OS and the 855, I think everything works together very well to give you that really blazing fast and snappy uh, experience. Yeah. Hmm. If I were to summarize, I would say, Haan, PUBG chalega and it won't heat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, Actually, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. good way to put it. Yeah, to sum up, essentially. Yeah. yeah, so we've seen some issues with uh, Snapdragon processors in the past yeah. uh, where, like, I think the 810 was famous for oh, overheating. I've got a phone yeah. that 820 as well, right? The 810 was notorious because it was the first uh, time they kind of switched to a 64-bit uh, processor. Right. Hmm. And uh, those processors used to heat and the, yeah. the octa-core it was an yeah. octa-core chip so yeah they, these would heat but uh, I think the 835 845 uh, have been, been pretty good yeah. yeah so they've they've kind of managed to get a good balance between performance and efficiency because that's what they've been doing it's more focused toward performance because it's pretty much the flagship processor mm. and uh, I think their target pretty much is to beat the uh, you know the Apple 812 chips that are there or mm. you know so that's yeah. the target with which the uh, 800 processors are probably being built yeah. so although yeah. having said that the 855 at least in geekbench doesn't quite touch the 812 yet yeah. of apple <laughs> so i think they still have a decent lead yes. over qualcomm yeah and you know what like if i remember correctly the 812 did not even have that huge an improvement in terms of cpu performance over the a11 i don't think they needed to <laughs> yeah and um, i think they had touted this uh, graphics improvements as like the big achievement yeah. of 812 yeah. uh, because i don't think it's possible also right how like how many years can you hit that like you know uh, 2x performance exactly thing yeah so uh, anyway it's good to see this competition and it's really good to see uh, you know powerful processors coming in even from the stable of qualcomm efficiency is something that i am really more concerned about and uh, i guess you know since battery life is yeah. all right it's not a problem so battery life is pretty good uh the 4000 milliamp battery coupled with again the you know all the features of android pie which is that adaptive battery yep. usage and all that stuff again all works together pretty well so essentially even if you're doing some heavy usage like you game a lot you're shooting a lot of pictures uh, or you're using the gps or battery draining stuff quite a bit i think you can still comfortably expect to get a full day's worth of use uh, on one charge and if your usage is not that heavy like you're not playing too many games you're not watching too many videos just a few calls regular chat apps and stuff I think I, at least I am easily managed to go like a day and a half on one battery, yeah, on one charge, which is pretty good Yeah. for given the size and density of the display and uh, you yeah. know, all things considered, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, because the one thing you also need to keep in mind that it's a quad HD panel yeah. and it was pretty much running quad HD all the time that you were using it. So yeah. yes, so it will naturally be a little heavy on the battery. 
uh, the Samsung Galaxy S10 series, for example, the S10 and the S10 Plus, it has a Quad HD panel, but it's you know it's set to Full HD by default. You can bump it up in the display yeah. settings. Uh, you know it also has that adaptive resolution thing yeah. where it keeps switching. But yeah, it's it's at uh, Full HD most of the time. So with the OnePlus, it was surprising to see that it was it was at Quad HD most of the time and the battery uh, you know uh, details that Droid also reveals it's actually uh, impressive there. yeah very impressive this is something that I want from phones just give me longer battery life yeah. that makes yeah. a huge difference to my life yeah. now uh, another thing that makes a huge difference <laughs> to my life is fast charging yes. uh, which you know uh, Apple has been famous or rather notorious what? for five providing 5 watt <laughs> chargers with their 1 lakh rupee phones so uh, it charges really slowly but there is an argument to be made that if you like I think a lot of people have said this that fast charging sort of tends to have a negative impact on the health of the battery in the long run I'm not sure how true this is because mm-hmm. I personally haven't tested it uh, but regardless of that I want my phone to charge really fast I can't afford to keep the phone out there for like 3-4 hours to like just you yep. know have it charged to 100% so how's the warp charge 30 charger so the warp charge is uh, much faster than the 60s uh, fast charging or what they used to, to be call, known as yeah. warp uh, dash charging. Dash charging. Yeah, I think it's because that was 20 watt and this is 30 watts. Right? Yes. Yeah, so this is a 30 watt charger. In fact, this is not the first phone to have it. So the OnePlus 60 McLaren edition, that was the first phone to debut this warp, warp charging charge. technology, 30 watt. And it's basically the same thing. Uh, it's pretty quick. So essentially, I think from what I tested it in about half an hour, we managed to go from zero to about 62%. And then in an hour, we managed to hit about 92%. Mm. Which is pretty quick. Interesting. No, because what I can think of is them bringing uh, Oppo's uh, fast charging tech. Because if I recall... 50 watt. Yeah, 50 (laughs) watt. Oh yeah, that was insane. That was like 0 to 100 in 35 minutes. That's the fastest charging phone I've seen. Prior to that, I think the Mate 20 was crazy Crazy. fast. That was a 40 watt charger. That was a 40 watt charger. And this was a 50 watt charger. Yeah. insane charging speeds man to think of this you know in a couple of years we'll probably have a 100 watt charger <laughs> very possible why and not the phone will and when you plug in your older smartphone it'll just spontaneously I mean yeah the phone will probably the battery will probably last a week but you know <laughs> you'll be able to charge it from 0 to 100 in like 5 minutes so yeah, why not so yeah so it's okay nah? <laughs> who cares yeah. anyway so jokes aside good to see that this fast charging tech, uh, tech works really well now one thing that is uh, you know somehow every time we talk about the OnePlus 7 Pro we never mention it and that's a good thing because the software oxygen os has not really given us any major issues Uh, it's you know a very underrated feature with the oneplus 7 pro and any other oneplus phone oxygen os has gotten better over the years and now uh, with the uh, oneplus 7 pro what we've gotten is pretty useful i'll let Royden talk about it a little in a little while but i'll tell you my favorite feature i'm not sure if it's there or not in the oneplus 7 pro because i didn't review it but when it was announced i was really happy screen recorder like Android needs a native screen recorder. Yeah, no more AZ recorder. Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, most people won't really miss it that much. But yeah. as journalists, like, this is our job. We have to record footage to, like, put it in videos. and So that you guys can see what we are talking about. Exactly. So it's yeah. really important for us. Android should add it as a native thing. iOS has had it for, like, what, two years now? I don't know. Anyway, so Oxygen, uh, Oxygen OS has it. And yeah. I'm really happy. What else is good? Uh, so it's uh, very similar to Oxygen OS that we've also seen on the 60. Uh, they've just added a few new features. So one of them is uh, in the so they've ha- they've had a gaming mode and they've actually teamed up with uh, Fnatic, who's an esports uh, player, and now he also owns a, his own team and everything. And essentially, it's uh, they've created a mode within the gaming mode called Fnatic mode. And what that does is 
uh, it again blocks all notifications it uh, diverts all the res resources of the soc towards the game being played and uh, it also does one more interesting thing so if you're on if you're playing using mobile data and if you have both sims on it will actually disable the second sim where data is not being used so all the you know the signal strength of the main sim uh, can be boosted or can have maximum focus by the basically system. the antenna only like only Will, the first sim get, yeah, gets access to the antenna yeah it's sharing between trying to you know uh, hunt for network hunt for, for the network second, on sim the second sim anything, yeah. so that is pretty interesting yeah. and it well, actually works pretty well when i tried it also yes when you said that okay this is a gaming focus mode or something and you yeah. like, took that esports player's name i immediately started envisioning something like okay one plus will automatically bring in liquid nitrogen put it on the processor <laughs> and like over clock it to some 20 gigahertz or something so that you can have a great experience but yeah. anyway uh, what it does is you know you know it's the same thing in a much more subtle and nice way on a software level yeah so yeah no overclocking and all involved but it will keep the focus on your game what yeah, is that is there then you have a few more like digital well-being style uh, features so the one thing is called zen mode and it basically uh, you know locks your phone like you need to manually enable it but when you do that uh, you cannot Uh, use your phone as in it shuts down all the functions of your phone except for emergency calls and maybe the camera mm -hmm. uh, for 20 minutes flat and once you enable it you cannot you just have to wait out that 20 minutes mm, so if okay. you're like you know f if you find yourself like too addicted to something and if you just want to take a break this is something that will force you to take a break there so, you go aditya this is how you get rid of instagram <laughs> from <laughs> your life you know my mom used to take my phone away for 20 minutes <laughs> and then would give it back when i would be but yeah this also works yeah, so yeah but, there's yeah. that then you also have screenshot editor so you can finally annotate and stuff before sharing similar oh, yeah. to how like ios 12 11 i think 11 yeah, onwards yeah, yeah. So. so that is there uh, a bunch of other i think shortcuts and there's something called ram boost which they've added which according to oneplus it, what it does is it's essentially uh keeps heavy apps so like games already preloaded in the ram and not the flash memory so basically if you have asphalt 9 and you play that a lot or detects that you uh, you know uh, you frequently frequently use the app. the app essentially uh once you exit the game it will not uh, remove the cache files from ram hmm. uh it'll leave that in the ram so the next time you launch it it's going to launch a lot quicker rather than reloading everything from the flash memory into ram yeah and then loading so, it so that yeah the, the, this is you know something you can pull off when you have got like 12 gb of ram at your disposal <laughs> you can pretty much yeah. keep all like a week worth of apps still running uh, with the data intact yeah. so is it limited to, to games or like other categories of apps so they just say heavy apps and ah, gaming okay, is good. one example mm. uh, ah, good 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 in, i'm really happy now like instagram yeah. and facebook both can stay there in, in ram forever and yeah. that will make my life a little easier on the phone so other than these apps i mean uh, these features we are also going to be seeing a lot more uh, india specific features which uh we can't talk about just yet because uh, there's sort of an embargo on that but yeah. that is coming soon and uh, you know uh, all those features have been developed uh, in in hyderabad itself at the hyderabad facility mm -hmm. which is pretty neat so we are actually looking forward to checking those out as well yeah this is a, a premium feature only for like paid subscribers of orbital so <laughs> <laughs> yeah make sure yeah. you subscribe yeah. <laughs> yeah no but i think oxygen os is really interesting and uh, there's one reason why a lot of geeks uh, actually prefer yep. oxygen os to stock android uh, it's one it has that essence of stock android wherein it does not have a lot of customizations that take it away but yeah. in fact it has features that add on to uh you know uh, the stock experience exactly. so it was something that earlier back in the day people would tinker with like you would uh, you flash in a different rom which was 
which had more features and that yeah. is what oneplus uh, does by default with the oxygen os and for a geek i think you know customization that is the whole game uh, whereas where you know you have a lot of other uis that give you an example of what they think the ui should be or features yeah. uh, should be like oneplus kind of gives you a sandbox where you can do whatever you want so, with it and it's not very uh, you know uh, hard on someone who's new to uh, yeah. android or oxygen os for that matter that is something i really like about oxygen so OS. yeah i think that's a good point because uh, a lot of these features that we've seen that have now become native to oxygen os a lot of them have come with the help of feedback from the community so yes. i think this is one of the few companies that takes the feedback from the community very seriously and they involve a lot of people they have yeah. their own uh, uh, you know community called open ears where they have these gatherings and uh, you know enthusiasts come and suggest that these are the kind of features that you know would be useful and they sort of go back to the drawing board take a call and then try to implement those features so yeah that's so cool. one plus eight pro bring reverse wireless charging <laughs> i mean wireless charging first and then reverse yeah. <laughs> what a proof we haven't mentioned actually yeah so uh, i think we did not like, the okay. features that were missing yeah okay. so we did right in zone out <laughs> yeah it's already past eight <laughs> maybe he entered PM, not am <laughs> maybe he entered zen mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for the past 20 minutes i think rodin has no idea what he's been talking about <laughs> yeah. anyway so yeah i guess that wraps up this episode of orbital we'll be back with one more episode next week in the meantime if you have any questions comments or feedback please write to us at podcast@gadgets360.com and you can also check out our facebook twitter youtube and instagram pages just search for gadgets360 and you will find us now we'll be back with one more episode next week but in the meantime please subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you use whether it's apple podcast on iphone or google podcast on your android phone your ratings your reviews your subscriptions they help us a lot thank you so much for listening